We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are three years, four months, and two days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Joining us today, I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Ned. How are you? I'm fine. I'm ready to say goodnight to everybody because we've just been talking for ages. We have. Yeah, <laughs> we have been talking. We were talking. Candy. Had our own bitch sesh. One we way did. Or yes, <laughs> we did. I have to say, I'm I'm very happy that you made it back in one piece. Just to make sure, you just came back from Greece, right? Yeah. That, yeah, that is yeah. right. Yeah. You just. And I'm glad. I'm glad you did. Did you have a good time? You, you did. Yeah, you, you mentioned it last week. You had a, you had a great time. Some, I'm glad the, you made the it. Center back. of the universe moves with me. My I have heard that about you. Yeah, I, I have heard that. I have heard that about you. But I, anyway, I'm glad that you made it because this is the situation. Sky News. Thank God they were on the ground. This was the situation that's going on in Greece now. So I'm again, I'm glad you made it back before this happened. Well, the tourists have been here in droves at the Acropolis in Athens. You can still see them streaming down the exit ramp, many arriving much earlier than they ordinarily would have done in order to beat the heat, which is now starting to creep up into the high 30s, may get to 39 or even 40 today, even higher tomorrow. And there's many more tourists, brave tourists now, because it's so hot, waiting to get in. You can see that big shade tent there has been put up to keep people out of harm's way. Lots of people there uh, fanning themselves, using parasols, um, anything to stay cool. The Red Cross has set up a tent nearby in order to hand out water. Those are the water bottles that most people are holding just to keep people dehydrated. And the the Red Cross told me here that they've had dozens of people come to their tents for help because they've been exposed to the heat and they've got themselves dehydrated. It is a similar picture across Europe, Spain, Italy, Portugal, France, all suffering in really brutal temperatures. And for large parts of Southern Europe now in the grip of a heat wave, We're looking at this extreme temperature lasting for some days yet. A region of high pressure just trapped over southern Europe and and northern Africa. The climate change scientists that as the world heats up, events like this are more likely. They're going to be more frequent, more intense and longer in duration. And it's that duration that can make heat really uh, dangerous. That lack of relief at nighttime as well. And we have spoken to some tourists here today who said actually they rather wish they hadn't come out. Uh, It's that unpleasant in Athens at the moment. And that, of course, in the end, will have an impact on the tourism industry. Are you happy you made it back on time? Before well, this, this heat wave? What, 
I, I got totally sunburnt out there. It was great across my shoulders because I went on a boat and when I was out in the sea swimming all day, snorkeling and stuff. I know upper shoulders and back. Yeah, I got a bit toasted. Um, but it's beautiful out there. It's beautiful out there. I'll tell you what, the cicadas make more sense than her and they're endlessly chattering all day <laughs> doing nothing. Yeah, she she has got less sense than an insect. We had a great time. Yes, it was warm. Yes, it was hot. It was lovely hot and that's a dry heat and nobody was fanning themselves. I mean, she said everyone's fanning themselves. Or at least get somebody in there fanning them, you know what I mean? I didn't see any and of those of water course, bottles either. Red Cross, uh, yes. Red Cross were there to keep them dehydrated, remember? Dehydrated, yes. <laughs> what a moron. I mean, it's just like that one you showed me when I was I came back, and the one from um, on BBC said it's oh, the hottest the June ever. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, across the world, no, yeah, yeah. Load of bollocks because if you went and look, look around right even on social media or whatever after that idiot was on the news saying that there were so many people that were in the 70s like me i'll tell you when it's hot if it was really 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 hot like they said it was that tarmac would be melting because that's what happens that happened in the 70s you could put your foot on the damn stuff and it was a bit ooh, and you could get you could redo your tread on your shoes. It was no, it was really hot in the sun. This is nothing. And I'll tell you what, it was hot when I got back and it's rained all day today. It's nice and cool. She oh god. It's infuriating. I was, it is. This, this I was, climate thing is just the, the it is the biggest lie. And I'll tell you what, I didn't hear anybody moan about the heat. Well, not I know one it's, person it's, moan about the heat. Yeah, it's strange. I I know it's it's really odd, but we're in this time period that we call summer. So I think that you're going to have just a little bit higher temperatures than what you would have in, say, oh, I don't know, December. They're nothing. They are seriously nothing compared to previous. It's not the hottest June. It's not whatever. I mean, you've got an Indian summer to come, which usually August or September mm, yeah. on the island, that you might even get a few degrees more. Yeah. And, and the thing this, is... This is what they're showing. Like these, uh, I saw this on Sky News today, but this is from the Daily Mail. These are the maps that they're showing. And they were showing a similar map across uh, the UK today on Sky News. But you see, they're just doing this, like the whole map is basically, it's like beet red yeah, across Spain. Yeah, beet red. So basically, I mean, even in Greece with the nice blue skies and that, there were clouds and every now and then, I'll tell you what, the sun went behind an odd cloud and you notice the difference. Yeah. Why aren't there any clouds on there? They've ceased to exist. I guess so, yeah. You, you don't have clouds anymore. You just got these ungodly amounts of heat. Uh, and they've actually got names for them now. Uh, let me see. We're, another heat wave is already hitting for Europe. Sharon will immediately follow up Cerberus, <laughs> pushing the Mercury. I don't know. This is what they're calling them. Pushing the Mercury back up to 47C for British holidaymakers as Spain sees land surface temperature of 60 degrees Celsius today. Yeah, oh, that'd be from one of those little local things that's in a on an airport tarmac <laughs> yeah it's in one of those business parks between concrete buildings so we can an industrial really air focus yeah. it yeah yeah all right okay idiots yeah if people want to go and have a look at how the world really is have a look at it from the uh, satellites you know have a look at it and actually see if it is burning up red it's going to be white and blue and happy too and it is it's really good except we could use Corporate. a little more rain. Yeah, we could use a little more rain. Uh, my washing is not going to be dry. I put it out and it's drenched, and I left it there because I had to go into. I had to go into Norwich because. Oh, you've got it. Uh, you can have a look at that sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need a copy of that. My daughter told me to 
you got to go to the library for Johnny. Yeah, okay. Well, bless her. So we, we hopped, we, so I drove her in and we had a look around and, um, yeah, because they rang me up and they went, um, we're going to hold it for you. And which is really cool. But, um, yeah, so something else to read. Be interesting. I haven't had a proper, I haven't got my teeth into it yet. That'll be a proper read. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This climate joke is just doing my head in. Mm-hmm. The thing is, we've got so much stuff that needs cutting off. The people have really got to, they, they've got to, I know they're going to stick their heads <laughs> under pillows because you can say everything is going to have a climate stamp on it. They're going to force you down the, the food route the way they want and use climate as an excuse for it. And the food route isn't good because it's we've really got to have a talk about um, genetically modified organisms. There's a, do you know there's a hellish history on that? A real hellish history? There is, yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, we were talking about Mexico and um i said that it's it's the obese the obese capital of the world like you know down there not in the us anymore because of what the us and canada were doing with with their um north american treaty or trade treaty or wherever it was they're forcing issues down there and mexico's giving it no thank you very much which they got every right to because that's going to make their economy collapse eventually that's what gm does but it doesn't only do that you see the thing is when you look at it from an economic point of view but then the side effects are the obesity and stuff like that that's affecting Mexico. But when you go into places like Argentina, and I remember back in the 90s where Argentina, I think they were one of the first ones to say you can, they agree to the um, GMOs to be planted over there because one of the biggest tobacco companies got their foot in there over there, didn't they? And the biggest problem was, like we said, They'll supply the seeds because a GM crop cannot actually produce seeds. So basically, the farmers then are, once there, are sort of, someone's got a stranglehold on you. But in Argentina, they made the um, farmers actually buy specific um, herbicides and that the chemicals had to be specific for the crop. So if they didn't buy those specific herbicides, they couldn't then sell the crop. So they were really, really being played upon. But these herbicides that they were forced to actually buy, otherwise they couldn't sell the crop, was, um, oh, who's that company that used to make Roundup? Uh, Monsanto. Monsanto. Did they change their name? Uh, they Bayer were bought or something. No, they were bought out Bayer? by by uh, by or well, it's Bayer AG uh, Bayer, the aspirin company. B a y y yeah. yeah yeah yeah. Since the night, so you've got the farmers. They're giving it yes, and the, the way they made the swing was you get um uh we they, they get a sort of social pay as well. So the farmers got so much for the crop as long as they use the specific herbicides, which was obviously glyphosate based stuff, which was bad for you and there's so over the years there's so many oh man the the actual genetics you see this is genetically modified food with all these chemicals and everything else and it's been it's getting into the water system over the years and stuff so even because if, if someone's washing the clothes in the river da 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 down from it etc over the years it's got in, and the pregnant women are having children, and they're seeing it all in the bloodlines now. And so there was a child, there was a child born with non-porous skin. 
Oh, wow. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. 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 I, and that's I'd, just one of them. And to your point there about these these GMO crops, uh, and I have a, another piece of audio here. Well, actually, you know what? We can get to back to that. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's at Buckingham Palace. It doesn't matter. But No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, <laughs> Not anymore. This thing about uh, these GMO crops, it, it's interesting. The um, uh, what, One of the crops that we have in the U.S., actually, I think a couple of these are like this. The corn crop specifically, and I believe it's the wheat crop that they grow in the U.S., those two things, those are GM, largely GMO crops in the yeah. U.S. Yeah, you got corn, and they usually got things like soy, corn, wheat, soy, corn, potatoes, yeah. yeah, maize, isn't it? Yeah, wheat. They're, yeah. Ge- they're the general crops, aren't they? Yeah, w- yeah. And what's interesting is is that they manufacture, or I, I guess, well, genetically engineer. You know, they they put the herbicide in the actual crop, as in like they engineer it into the crop, so it grows with it. That way, you don't have to spend the money if you're the farmer on the actual herbicide chemical to keep no the, in argentina you have to buy specific herbicides otherwise you can't yes pull the yes uh, yeah but i'm talking about the u.s here yeah. is they'll have the actual like the roundup for example that will be engineered into the crop and they say that's safe to eat no i can't imagine that it, it would be how is that how's <laughs> like you're engineering an herbicide into that mm. and they say oh yeah it's fine to eat yeah yeah right yeah and then sell it to Mexico. Yeah, and there's also something <laughs> else. Yeah, it sells to Mexico. There's also something else. Um, Monsanto produced these uh, these GMO seeds that the farmers then have to buy, uh, yep. and they're called terminator seeds. I think is what they call them. That means you can't save seeds for the next year. No, so you can't. they're yeah, they're not. You, you have, have to buy go back them, to them, use them exactly, and then go back again. Yep. You so go as a farmer, them. as a farmer, once you're caught in that loop. That's it. Yeah, you're stuck. Unless, unless you manage to make some money and put it aside and say, well, I'm not doing this anymore. We're going back to... I mean, basically, Argent is... <laughs> see, the, the thing is, the whole structure, when you get something like the government locked in it and you say... Uh, they've even gone back to the government and they they complained that it's getting into the water system and something's got to be done about it. So what was the reply from their government? Um, okay, we'll do something about it if you promise not to sue about water problems. What? Sounds like East Palestine, Ohio, with the train derailment. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's the same thing. Again, we'll help you, you just know. you can't sue us. You need to sign this form first. Yeah. Oh, and they did a clever thing, because what's one of the biggest tobacco things? Because they're out there. Phillips? Philip Morris. Philip Morris, that's him. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Out out in Argentina. That's one of the biggest crops. And the the problem is, a lot of this fallout has been happening. There's a lot of injured kids. If they don't get medical care, they die before the five, a lot of them. And this is is the big problem. And they're caught in the crux, as in... Um, I've got to stay on the job because this is the only job that can give me social as well if there's a problem. And if I don't have this job, I won't be able to care for my kid that's got abnormalities. And it's horrible. The whole structure of it has been going on since the 90s. And, yeah, it's coming to light. They actually had a load of lawyers come over from the U.S. And guess what they did for a period of time? They went, right, you can actually probably get $3 million for this. You know, we could have just sign this contract that you're not going to speak to anybody else except us. So a lot of them signed the contract, and for three years, they didn't hear anything. So... Somebody managed to my, keep it going for three years. Yeah. My, the no, they love litigation, the lawyers. They love dragging that out. And then they say, oh, yeah, we got the settlement, and you get $20. Yeah, but the point is, they haven't heard from them. So they kept their side of it, and now they're speaking up again because three years have gone by. It's, it's hideous. But this is why 
play uh, that wonderful great big bitch of the world, the one of the triplets, the UN, have kept these two continents, South America and Africa, sort of isolated and poor. They don't care about what's happening there. They've been abused by one thing or another. And it is just, and it, they are being fought over and they will be fought over. And we had a talk about this anyway, didn't we? They are the fighting points of the world, those two continents. No nation outside of South America or Africa actually cares what's going to happen to those people. It's all about getting the raw materials out the ground and destabilizing everything. It is just a few billion could have fed the world. Mm-hmm. And they talk about trillions yeah, for this you, climate crap. Yeah, yeah, you broke that down, the, uh, the the food program, actually what could be done if it was done correctly. This is a cobalt mine in Africa, if you were wondering. Is that in the Congo? Probably. It is, yes. This is in Congo. 40,000 yeah. work in this particular mine. Yeah, yeah, and that's not doing any of them any good. No, and it's not doing us any good either. But we're, oh, we're, no. we're being told that we need to feel good <laughs> about buying an electric car, right? I know, no, no. Look at the state of it. They're digging it out with whatever they can. Oh, that's terrible. And that is absolutely appalling. It, it's misery. That is misery. And they're never going to monetary-wise climb out of that. They're going to be dead and buried, and it, it's, it's hideous. This is why they keep a lot of it poor, because in poor, uh, low-income countries or near enough no income, as in GDP, they keep producing children. The population's production gets less and less the more high income your country becomes and it stabilizes and whatever. But the low ones, they can keep producing them and they can... So the UN has basically kept it that way with all their promises. So when somebody says Red Cross, when somebody says this chariot or whatever, if you've actually managed to have between you anywhere between uh, anything up to a billion over the decades of lies that you've done, just one billion or even four billion now, you could have totally stabilized that thing. Yeah, You could have given them the helping hand they needed. The charities, the UN is WHO. disgusting. Yeah. The, oh, the WHO. They've been using that Gates. They've been using that as a platform just to test things out. I yeah. mean... I'm 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 sorry. They they learnt from the most evil people in the wars and everything else, and they are doing it. And some people will say that's a very strong thing to say. No, there shouldn't be a hungry person in this world. If the UN says it takes eighty cents to feed a starving child per day, mark it up. Even if you've got nine billion people in the world, that's nine billion a day, and they're talking about spending sixty-eight trillion on climate. Do you know how many billions there are in a trillion? Well, sorry, that's so many lifetimes of food for the whole world at the maximum it is today. So, no, they're a bunch of lying bastards. They're evil and they're keeping it down. It's like, this would work better, but we'll buy the patent for it because that's not going to get used until we've made enough money out of the other thing and then tell the people, well, you shouldn't have been buying it anyway. You better buy this. And... There you go. They turn the same wheel and they turn the same wheel and the people still pay. Well, it's about time the people went, I've had enough. Yeah, you're asking me to share my food again when you're not actually feeding the world. If you think about it, the life expectancy of those poor kids, most of them won't reach adulthood. So put the tally on how many of them that could have reached adulthood and haven't. And that link is the nasty chain that the UN has been making for itself. And most of those charities can follow with it. Okay. Not all I, of them. 
But yeah, here's yeah. here's an interesting point. Here, here's an interesting point. Now, I, I agree with you with all of these charities. There was a book that I read a while back, and I highly recommend it to anybody that's interested. Uh, it's a little bit of a of a consuming read. It's about 600 pages, but it's worth it. The book was called Shadow World by Robert Chandler. And he makes basically the same arguments you're making about all of these NGO charities that are tied in with the United Nations that have these programs like you're talking about that just scrape all the money off of it and nothing ever gets yeah. done. Now, the amount of programs that have been put in place since, I want to say it was like the 1970s. In the 1970s, they really started to ramp this up. There were only about a handful of NGOs within the UN with all the coffers of, of money and everything that were flowing through there. And then all of a sudden, it just started exploding up through the 90s. And now we've got tens of thousands of these things. Yeah. And there's money going everywhere. I mean, it's just turned into a giant money laundering operation and, and nothing ever gets done. Everybody goes with a, a proposal, but the proposal gets the tax, you know, the tax money because that's, you know, where they're taking the money from. The proposal gets the tax money and then nothing ever happens. So here's here's my question. How do we deal with that problem other than just I mean, I, I know how I would deal with it. I would just slam the door on the whole thing. But how do we how do we deal with that? And I I wonder I, I really wonder because with the with Sorry. the World Health Organization, yeah, go go on because no, it, it, this problem just, needs yeah, to be fixed. Every time I hear that, how are we going to do that? And I'm thinking, are you trying to say you in a non-violent way without pulling it down? <laughs> yeah, you and then stop all it. I do is hear that academic voice in the back of my head saying, "How can we reduce the population in a peaceful yes, way?" Yes, yes. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. it just reiterates and it just makes me snigger that. That's just in itself is an evil thought to be yeah. able to say that there is no peaceful way. Here's the thing, though. I agree because that's probably what it's going to end up being if we're going to get out of this. The World Health Organization. Let's just take that for an example. OK, Donald Trump, to his credit, pulled the U.S. out of the WHO, to his credit. He did and a do few that. African countries stood up to it last time. Yeah. Yes, he, he did do that. Now, here's the thing. What does it take for a country to get out of the WHO, a prime minister, a chancellor, a president, whatever you have in your country, all they have to do is write a letter. That's it. Yeah. They just, just pen no. a letter and they say, thanks. Don't call us. We'll call no you. Thanks. We're leaving. Yeah, yeah we're leaving. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. It's that simple. Now, yeah, because they're not an elected it, body. They're not, exactly. They're not an elected they body. They want now, to become is, an elected body. Well, I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with that. However, you got Klaus Schwab out saying that uh, elections will be irrelevant or obsolete by next year. So we're not going to have those anymore, which I would argue we don't have them now. But is the process to get out of the UN, because the WHO is an arm of the, of the UN, is the process to get out of the UN the same? You just have to write a letter? Well, theoretically... If you, I mean, this is where, this is where, even if you weren't sure, it should come down to a referendum, a people's referendum. Everything should be done on a people's referendum now, because basically if it affects a country, a people's referendum. And, I agree. And, 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 but not like we're having it tomorrow. It's a case of. Yeah, you got a campaign. There's going to be a people's yeah. referendum. Sure. And sure. therefore we're going to have an open platform. And that is the only way you will start the downfall. But you guys tried that, and you're st <laughs> even though it's on paper, but you guys are still, it's like out of the frying pan into the fire. You know, I, I mean, I agree with what you guys decided. You know, I, I agreed with, with your decision to. Not my fire. 
I can live with fire. But <laughs> yes, but it's like and Marty described it. He says it's kind of like an unwanted pregnancy. You're just kind of stuck at this point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to see what what way it's going, isn't it? If it all goes tail, well, hey ho. Yeah, you might be well, fighting I on think, the beaches again. Yeah, I personally believe that this is. Uh, yeah, if you look at where we are, you have to ask yourself what the hell they did it for. But. If you're looking at this in terms of referendums, and again, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you on that, but we've tried that, and I think that's kind of what's jump-started all of this right now. You guys voted for Brexit, and I, again, I, I applaud and, you for that. And like you America, it. you yeah. guys thought you could go one worse or one better, and you went, <laughs> well, <laughs> we're, we're going to have Trump. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're pissed and off. Then, oh, look, the Brits are pissed off with that lot. We're yeah. pissed off. We're going to have Trump, which yeah. wasn't a bad thing, but the problem was... He got a bit spineless in a couple of places mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when he should have kept it, his backbone. But then I don't know. But then looking at all the complication, complicated things there, was he a willing scapegoat or an unwilling scapegoat? I'm still out on it. I am fair. still out on it because he's still f***ing the system up. Excuse my yeah. French. <laughs> it's all right. First beep. But, That's, you don't yeah. get those very often. But, no, but my point is, is that to. we... Yeah, the point, my point is, is that um, the way you put that, because we gave them a one-two punch, as in the establishment, we gave them a one-two punch. You know, the, the people that are trying to unify the world and, you know, put us under this totalitarian hellhole, we gave them a one-two punch and said, no, sorry, the hell with you, we don't care. They didn't like it. And everything so, got ramped up. Exactly. Everything ramped up right after that. We got COVID right after that. As soon as you guys voted for Johnson, again, he turned out to be a, a horrible disappointment, but his message was, get it done, Right. Mm. That was it. Get it done. So in a real sense, if you equate that to what it was, get it done was we're going to get Brexit done. No more fooling around. It's going to happen. And that was basically your guys' Brexit, too. And it went the same way as the Brexit vote. It went a majority. They didn't need anything, as in they didn't need it to form a coalition government. And that's what it was. Yeah. And so that was it was a one, two, three. They were on the mat. You know, we knocked them down. We got COVID, I think, what, three weeks after that? Yeah. And then... Everybody bent over and took the vaccine. <laughs> but, oh, uh, I got something on that. But yeah, go ahead. I'll yeah, get to that in a second. Is, go on. This, this is what gets me. You miss your chances and then you go. And then it's like somebody standing up and then all of a sudden saying, yeah, and then backing down again straight away. Should have broken the back of it. We need people to stand up. We need to find a way. I don't know where your House of Representatives are going to go eventually because... But it's so much information slapping them in the face. It's just unbelievable. And it's the same with ours. I mean, we have something called um, uh, APPG. It's like um, a cross-party talks. And it's not... Um, you couldn't say it's a legitimate thing in the parliament where they can make a decision, but they have cross-party talk groups. And there are so many people trying to gain uh, momentum about... Whoa, the UN, the WHO, this is not a good thing. We don't want to do this because it's giving up your sovereignty and everything else. Personally, yeah, it might get to the point where, hang on, did we have a Charlie that had to run to France last time? King Charles. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Charlie was busy <laughs> shaking hands with uh, with the ice cream salesman here a couple yeah, of days can ago. Can you remember the last time there was a bit of an upheaval here? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he 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 vacated. King, yeah, yeah, to King Charles. Yeah, so it's the third going to go as well. Uh, that's a good because question because he's not listening to the people. I don't know. Maybe he'll go back to. Uh, maybe he'll come it's back. It's a very over strange thing because... for me to say because I have grown up with and admired several people within the royal family, but there's none left. No, I think the, it ended when she when she passed. I think that was it. 
or would you disagree? Yeah, well, she never wanted Charlie to be there because she no, knew she what. A, yeah. She knew. I'm sorry. She knew what an idiot he is, or what a patsy. He's just uh, no. She must have known there was nothing she could do except just stay there mm -hmm. and stretch yeah. it out. Yeah, and she wasn't going to last much after Phil went. No, I didn't figure that she would because you but could they, really uh, see that she was, you know, starting to, to go downhill after he after he yeah, went. So yeah, I could yeah. I could see it. I I had actually I saw that um, they hosted a dinner one night at uh, at Windsor Castle with um, it, actually Bill Gates was there. Uh, and she was shaking his hand, and when I saw her, that was the actually first time she I'd just seen her. kept her still, and that <laughs> he was fidgeting so yeah, much. Yeah, he was he was going all kinds of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did He's see old. that. Yeah, I did see the way that she was walking. You can kind of tell when somebody gets up there in age and they start doing that kind of just shuffle, if you will. Well, they have. I mean, not much I mean, long, it speaks for itself. Longer when you've been in a job like that, you would quite happily hand over to son a daughter or whatever if you were quite happy knowingly that it was in good hands if you're there forever there's something wrong there's something missing there's something awry yeah and that that's it and yeah it's okay it's, it's well, a bloody shame it is and it is. and i wonder because you guys this is something that is that is deeply rooted in your traditions and in your culture. So if you have, I mean, how do, how do I even put it? A dismemberment, for lack of a better term, of the monarchy, you know, dismantling of the monarchy, I guess, traditionally and culturally, where does that leave you? Well, really, he's dismantled it. If you think about it, all that there is now, you see, the thing is, he will not want to let go of the thing called the monarchy because, you see, the biggest landowners in the world are certain groups. By law, one of the biggest landowners in the world is the British monarchy, yeah? Because within law or whatever else, whether it's Canada or anywhere, within written law that goes through history, there's so much of the land that is belongs to the monarch of Britain. But then there is, on a different level, there is actually land that is owned by the family. There is a big twist in laws. So if you went through the legal system or whatever, you would probably find out that the British monarchy still is, if not the biggest landowner in the world. Well, I'm sure that they would keep their assets, but as far as the, the monarchy... Well, no, I mean, yeah, but that being they'd have to clash with the um, indigenous people in Canada that own... I mean, the indigenous people in Canada own the biggest lump of Canada, don't they now? I believe don't so, they? yeah. 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 So yeah, there's all sorts of whatever, but yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, kind of, kind of taking a step back here. Uh, you mentioned uh, vaccines. This is out today from the Independent. Uh, you got a measles outbreak alert that has been issued, and your good. health chief in <laughs> you haven't even heard it yet. No, measles is great. Health, oh, is it? Measles, the measles is fine. This is this is what we were saying. This is what the virologists were saying. Back right back. Get these genetic clowns out the window because they're just going to apply something to everything. Measles, chicken pox, they all help. The young ones have to get it, so it helps like at the greater pathogens later on. The measles is just the beginning. That's why it goes around when you're a kid. You hammer these things. It's still going on. The biggest thing, I mean, one of the worst things we did in this country, and it still makes me ache as it is at the moment, MMR vaccine, the triple vaccine. You take that, yeah? Now, people should have been allowed to have their kids separately vaccinated with with separate measles, separate months, separate rubella, yeah? Now, instead of jacking it all together, 
And it got to a point in this country where they went, right, you've got to have this or nothing, yeah, or whatever. And they did the same mistake. It's wrong. And it's one of the biggest pushes in this country because the truth will be out eventually, and it's still coming out there that people are doing research on these things, and they're saying a lot of the um, destabilization of um, mentalities and the way people think and how the kids are, whether it's stuff has become more prevalent because of these vaccines. And after... After COVID and finding out the history of it, um, what did what did my daughter say to me? She says she said, "Dad, because oh, my, my daughter's autistic and ADHD, yeah, and because she's going to go to college and hopefully university or whatever, and been getting her used to taking the bus into the city and coming back. Although she's been with somebody, so she's getting used to doing that sort of thing and thinking out the box because they can zone out and stuff. And then she goes, "Well, there was this people on the bus talking about." the coronavirus still i says what's the matter darling she goes well they say oh it's such put through such a bad thing the coronavirus i said that's the problem darling coronavirus i mean even now it's been to the european uh, in, in brussels and statements the coronavirus has been around for an endless amount of decades was this recently? the actual virus was it like when she when she saw these people was this recently yeah it was yesterday you're kidding me! They're still talking about. They were talking about. They were talking about. Oh, I don't want to catch that again. It really. But what oh, the people God. don't understand is, it's because the it's vocally said before Corona and after it. No, it's there to stay. It's been around for decades. It was created from the common cold. Yeah, it was a man-made idiocy, and like the common cold, it's been out there for decades. Now the thing is, and reiterate it once again. Look into the papers, find it out, go to the European, uh, go to Brussels and find out the statements and the testifying people out there. Vaccines were made and they knew that it can't catch corona, the coronavirus, because it mutates too quickly. And yet, for some reason, it got released and whatever. And you can even look into the EU papers back in 2018, 2019. There's going to be an accidental or a deliberate release of da-da-da-da-da. It's all out there in print and this this is the farce of it all. But it was the vaccine that has caused the problem because they could never create a vaccine to do anything with it. And what they're doing now is they're vocally blaming, and this is the problem, people, you're going to accept it because they're gonna, they came out with a thing called long COVID. Why did they come out with long COVID? Because that will cover up, hang on, the vaccine hits your immune system. Your immune system degrades. You then become susceptible to other pathogens, right? So, and the problem is it can heighten something you've already got. So they come out with, oh, you're suffering from long COVID. And it was Omicron. If you got Omicron, this is what done it. You're going to get hit with that. This is their nice push. This is what they're going to do. It's all long COVID, Omicron, la, 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 la. It'll be the virus. No, sorry. The vaccine, you can say what you want. I'm past caring. Look into it. You can say, well, that's got to be a load of bunk. A vaccine is meant to cure. A vaccine is meant to cure you. Yes. If you look into it and look into anything and even listen to Johnson, oh, Bojo, when he said, oh, I know it doesn't cure it. I know it doesn't stop you getting it, but take the booster. If he can vocally say that and hop along like the Easter bunny, like a right idiot that he, he can do it and still vocally say that in front of the camera and everybody takes it on board, what does that make us? Really? Don't you think it's about time we actually stood up and gone, thank you very much. You've treated us with total disrespect, you bastards. It's about time somebody paid the ferryman, you know? Because it, 
how much harm does the harm is just mounting up and mounting up because there are autopsies all stuff's coming in and i tell you what you will find that it no matter how many autopsies come in now about the excess mortality rates they will be able to prove and that will give a certain amount and there'll be over 70 percent of them will be able to be proved that it's post-vaccine cause and they will put it out there and they'll put it on paper and they'll shout it from the houses and everything and i can guarantee most of you will ignore it even if it's people that you know or whatever that are dying because all you need to do is hear an excuse and the excuse will be long covid and omicron and the virus no it's what those pleasant people have asked you to take so you can go night clubbing so you can go on holiday so they can find any excuse even down to your six hot cross buns which johnny can't find anymore i never could find i can't get them here that's because they all went to australia mate have a vaccine and a hot cross bun i get a six pack of hot cross buns six pack hot cross bun it's when when somebody comes up and tries to persuade you to take a drug by any mean possible from fear down to idiocy don't you find it questionable and the rhetoric so there are people still going around with cloth masks and everything else and i am still seeing the occasional person i saw yeah, a couple of um couple of individuals uh standing in uh, uh standing at a delicatessen the other day and they were wearing n95s and, and that, that means they have been mentally affected by this well they have they have they, they are scared they are yeah, yeah, standing there as an advert saying i'm scared to death about getting coronavirus i'm sorry but the chances are you've had it several times if you've had a cold or whatever else the flu vaccine look into it people you know this isn't the case of told you so or whatever you've just got to grow a pair and start taking charge of your own life we've rolled over too many times and the trust is gone because the worst thing is now that there are so many people and there are more people that are hurt that are medically unfit that are medically dependent the lists are going up they can't get their hospital visits <laughs> i heard something on the radio the other day and it was just so funny diy dentistry because people oh, can't no. get into a dentist can't get to a dentist yeah <laughs> and i'm giving it it's just going from one mad thing to another but the only way you can get this sorted is to become involved in your own country and that means demand literally demand that you have a say in every vote and that's the only way to do it and that I, means if you go online and go uk gov hang on this that whatever just jam the system up i thought just for the sake just since you brought it up i thought i, I went back that's what i was doing i was looking at it and i found it this was boris johnson at the time oh, yeah a lot of protection against uh, serious illness and death, but it doesn't uh, protect you against catching the disease and it doesn't, uh, doesn't protect, protect you against passing it on. So now is the time to get your booster. Perfect, isn't it? <laughs> doesn't stop you from getting it or passing it on, but uh, now is the time to you get from, your boost. <laughs> serious illness and death. Yeah. Death? Hang on. Well, don't we start dying when we're born? We're going to get there eventually. 
So yeah, uh, so yeah, this this is a vaccine that doesn't work. He was saying they were all saying that. Of course, in the beginning, yeah. it was a hundred percent effective. Then it went to ninety-seven. Then it was eighty-five. Mm -hmm. And then, well, it wanes over time. And then it got to well, it doesn't actually protect you, but you need to get it anyway. And then and this when... is where they wanted the three vaccines and the boosters. And that is yes. when it became detrimental to people's lives. As soon as you started taking the boosters, and that is when it really rocked in. Basically, Actually, I I think McCullough had it had it right. Dr. Peter McCullough, I think he called it early on when he said when the vaccines when they first started to roll out is in like April of uh, tw uh, 2021. Yeah, April 21. of 21. When they started to roll out at that time, as in they were becoming widely available to the public, they were already seeing the deaths. And word was getting around, not on social media, but word was getting around privately that, hey, I've got some relatives that took this and they died. And mm -hmm. then the numbers just dropped. So we went for probably a month, about three to four weeks, and we were seeing high uptakes. And then all of a sudden it just dropped. And then right after that, in late May of 21, they started the mandates. Yeah. And the vaccine passports came right so after from that. February 2020. We said you got 18 months before they really get their teeth into this and start messing you up because that is the minimum time. And that that's the, the thing about it. I mean, to call it and they knew they had to shut the media down. They knew they had to control it because otherwise it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. And they had to grab a hold of social media and, and everything else. Everything, and then of course, everything. we got. We got nothing but daily briefings from our Lord and Savior, Dr. Anthony Fauci. But again, maybe we're not seeing it correctly. Perhaps Sky News needs to correct us on how many deaths took place in Europe last year. It is an extraordinary figure, and it just goes to show how dangerous heat still is, not just in the global south, where people have been experiencing very high temperatures for a very long time. I'm sorry, was this the woman that was just telling us how hot it was in Greece? I believe that it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so anyway. But here in Europe, where particularly older people, uh, very young children, and particularly, uh, interestingly, older women are very, very vulnerable to the effects of heat. But it is a stark figure. More than 61,000 people, according to this new research from scientists in Spain and France, um, suffered heat-attributable deaths during the summer period in Europe last year. Now, it was Europe's hottest summer uh, on record. The majority of those Deaths were in Italy, closely followed by France and Spain. Uh, but its nearest comparable is 2003, when around 70,000 people died as a result of heat. Um, and the point that scientists are making is that, uh, you know, preparing for heat, warning about heat, talking about heat, public health warnings about heat were nowhere near as advanced 20 years ago as they are today. And yet we still have 60,000 people dying as a result of that ex extreme heat in Europe, which suggests that preparations and public messaging still are not good enough. And I will just leave you with this extra thought from the World Meteorological Organization, which has just released some data suggesting that the recent week has been the world's hottest on record, following, of course, the hottest June on record. The scientists stating we are now in uncharted territory. It's always the scientists. scientists? The scientists. Yeah, scientists? they never put somebody Her out name. there. To, yeah, they never Her put name. anybody out there. Nope, it Her never has. It's not even an organization or a university. They just say the scientists, no. the scientists, the yeah. scientists. But 61,000 people died in Europe last year because of the heat. Because of the heat. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. It couldn't have been anything we, else. Uh, 
they can anybody attributes something on a piece of paper and they'll just do it they'll put it together this is where it's wrong remember in covid pre-covid and it was back in that two, uh, 2016 2017 where a doctor gave up his actually gave up when they did a test on um say if we end up in a in a pandemic or something we're going to need one person that goes around each hospital and writes up and attributes death instead of having all these different doctors saying what is and whatever and when covid hit uh-huh covid hit covid was always there they um enacted that and you had one person signing everything up attributing anything all these deaths that were attributed to covid or whatever no People weren't dying of COVID. They were dying of the vaccine or they were dying of fear. They were dying of any manner of stressful thing. They were dying of not being treated because remember the doctor then reported that if you came into a hospital and you went positive, this person needed dialysis, but they weren't willing to transport him to another hospital because he was po positive and he'd come up positive so they wouldn't move him. And he died because he couldn't get his blood cleaned. They just let him die. And that was enough for that doctor. And that's when he went, I've had enough of this. We are not meant to do harm. And that was it. And it's out there. And it's it's ridiculous. It is hurtful. And I do not understand it. It's, it's not what we were created for. Humanity means something. Or it doesn't, which way you look at it. If people are thinking like they're, they're, they're not saying anything because of self-preservation, I'm sorry, guys, but it's going to bite you in the ass eventually. And, yeah, the world's going to become a very, very small place for you because that's what they want to do. They want they want to put you in your box and you're going to do as you're told. And if, but if you're happy, there seems to be a lot of people that are happy to go that way. There yeah, because be a lot let's of just are happy to go that way. Yeah, let's let's do what we need to do so we can get back to that vacation. Yeah, let's yeah. get on that holiday. Oh, I gotta get to the gotta get to the hang theater. On, I gotta on. get no, to the, that's gonna the that's game. gonna be curtailed. Yes, I yeah, I agree. The the travel's going to become non existent. The travel's going out the bloody yep. window. Yep. I mean, anybody in the UK that wants to see how academia and anything is being pushed forward not just net zero but absolute zero and all that bollocks because the uk i think our global warming even under their auspices is only one percent so basically if you look into the paper which i talked about ages ago before it's now formally out uk fires and look it up uk fires of all the paper climate things the one and that's where they advise the government about stopping shipping, stopping flights, God knows what else, with your meats and everything else. It's all there. UK fires, look into it. You're going to find that an interesting read, if you could be bothered. And these are people, and these are universities, these are academia, companies that are advising the government. And I'm if it's happening here, it's happening across Europe. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious because you guys were, were actually taking the lead on that 15-minute city nonsense. Uh, so, And I, I think you're still at the forefront of that at the moment. So that's actually interesting. I wonder if we could start doing some uh, dot connecting with any of that. But I can only assume that these university <clears throat> experts, air quotes experts, are all on board with this um, this 15-minute city and this ULES nonsense that's going on. Oh, this UK fires and all down to 15 minute cities, it's all about cutting travel down. And yeah, we've already talked so. about yeah. it. Yeah, you yeah. can't manufacture that many electric electric cars, so who's going to be entitled to it? 
I mean, that, that itself is going to be one thing. So you curtail your flying, curtail your cars, and, oh, I can't remember what they call it. I'll actually look up and I'll have another look at the papers. But it's to do with wheels, walking, cycling, and something else. You've got to be able to get to everything you want that way. No car, no aeroplane, no whatever else. And that is what they're pushing for in the name of climate, which is doing fine, actually, except for the idiot corporations which are causing those whirly gravestones to actually pop up everywhere. There's going to be an outcry. Things got to change. Sweden, Sweden, what are they doing? Sweden, Sweden going nuclear again. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Um, yeah, at fin- Finland as well. Yeah. Finland and Norway yeah. as well. They're going to be doing yeah, that. Yeah, because they, um, know, they, they, they know basically it's if you want energy. Yeah, it's, it's going to be hydrogen cars. I, I actually wonder because this is another problem in and of itself. We were talking earlier about the United Nations and the, the WHO and all that stuff and getting out of those organizations. We still have these corporations that are on board with these reckless policies and they don't seem to care about their bottom line anymore. I mean, corporations historically have only cared about two things, their public image and their bottom line. Now they don't seem to care about either. Look at Budweiser. Who owns them all? The Bank of International Settlements. Yeah, okay. Bank of International Next to that is, would be the, the Communist Chinese. I mean, <laughs> several years ago, I started the research and I got it down to... I stopped at 47 companies and I could have got it down to a lot more. And that was quite a while ago. It's quite obvious now the assets, uh, as much as everything's ephemeral, because if countries get the backbone to move out or say no, those assets will go and disappear because a country can take back its own assets, its own sovereignty. That is one thing it can do. It can find any right whatsoever. If you're detrimental to this company, bog off. Simple as that. It can do it if it finds the will to do it. We actually and used to have think- that in the States. It, it, yeah. You couldn't get a charter in the U.S. to do any kind of business unless it was in the public good. You couldn't get yeah. a charter to do business. And if you found, if it was, if you were found to be causing harm, as in with your business practices in during that time in the process of putting your charter together and, and establishing your business, then your charter could be revoked. Yeah. Well, how many should be revoked? That's well, the problem. I don't know. I mean, You've got maybe the, I'd start. The trouble with... is we all have the basic rights written in there to do things, and yet the people that are in a position to do it on our behalf aren't. And that is there's our no biggest problem. Yeah, there's no oversight. I, I was reading something the other day. And I was I was listening to somebody actually talk on this. Uh, I can't remember where I heard it, but it was really important uh, when it came to this. I, I should guess I should have paid more attention. I just kind of heard it in passing. You know, you can buy a senator for $10,000 now. It used to be 25000 Now it's, now it's down to ten. Buy one. Buy one. Yeah. As does, in, does... if you're a corporation and I want to get some <laughs> something through that's going to benefit me, and I'm going to pay you ten grand, and I'm going to in campaign contributions, and then you're going to go around and you're going to get co-sponsors to that bill, and you're going to get more people involved on the Hill. Oh, wow. The, yeah, nice. the, and you don't understand anything of what's in that bill because my company wrote it. And it's going to make me billions. What the hell's ten thousand? What's twenty thousand? Hell, what's five hundred thousand? It's nothing. It's nothing. Can you can you actually buy one of these and chain him inside your fridge so he becomes and he's light activated? So when you open your fridge, he goes, "I have my politics, but I can adjust them for you." I'm a lazy fat bastard. Yes, I think I think you can do that with Lindsey Graham. He is a senator, so I'm pretty sure he would do that for you. Yeah. I tell you what, buy somebody so there's a price. Yeah, but course. that is not much of a price, is it? No, ten grand, really? That's it. That's that's the best we can do now. 
like I said, it used to be t- when I looked into it. I think almost ten years ago, it was twenty five thousand. Mm. But now it's you down. <laughs> this is the problem. This is the problem everywhere. People within a position of responsibility should take on that responsibility as a servant of the country and shouldn't be allowed to be involved within corporations. They've got to be outside of it for true governmental responsibility because one doesn't go in with the other. That's what your constitution tries to do. Stop them criminalizing themselves. And it hasn't worked. You have the means there to shoot the bloody lot of them because yes, it is treasonous. Mm-hmm. Especially these deals with China. My God, I was actually reading an article the other day. Uh, it was yesterday. It was out. Actually, this came from your country. We we have a common problem here. Uh, again, out of the independent. This was the actual report that your government put out, and they say that uh, you know uh, the the Chinese have infiltrated just about every sector of our economy in the UK, mm-hmm. and it's the same in the States. Yeah. But isn't it nice that they tell how, you that? How is that not treason? Ha- but huh? again, well, okay, I understand. I was going to say, how is that not treason? But then again, it goes back to what we were talking about in prep. In order for us to charge these people with treason, we have to have a defined enemy, and China's not an enemy, it's a partner, right? On paper. I mean, I mean, this, this, is what, this, this is what gets me. If you want your 15-minute cities in this country, work on it. That means you want everybody showing, yeah, not a bad idea. That means you don't have to have the manufacturing base for all these cars. Bomb the tunnel, shut everybody off, take charge of your own agriculture, do your own manufacturing. There's plenty here to do. Fine. And say, excuse me, world, go into meltdown, but piss off. Thank you very Bomb much. Bomb the tunnel. Bomb the tunnel. <laughs> Well, Bruce you know. says rip off the nuclear band-aid and you say bomb the tunnel and Yeah, it's becoming a pain, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. It really is. Well, that's Final the only thoughts. way people will be able to go on holiday, by the way. That's true. That is true. And you know what? They won't be allowed got... to use the aircraft. That's true. And you know, you unless got a lot. unless you're going unless you're going to a, a WHO, a UN, or a WF meeting. Yes. Yes, you do. Then you'll be able yeah. to fly as many planes as you want. Mm-hmm. And have diplomatic immunity to everything. Yeah, that's true. It'd be all expenses paid trip. They get diplomatic immunity. Oh, yeah. Of course they do. Um, I, I was going to say, bomb the tunnel, I'll go on holiday. Okay, you guys have the British Isles. I'm sure it's lovely in summertime. It's lovely in winter as well. Well, yeah, it's a bit cold, but I'm talking about like That's beach. what winters are meant to be. Haven't you worked that out? What, the cold? Yeah, it's lovely. What? <laughs> Four seasons. Yes, of course. But I mean, like holiday beach. You know, I, I think I think time. At, you see, at the no, beach no, 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 no. Holidays, right? You have winter Olympics. You have ski holidays. Yeah, yeah. Yes, holiday yes, doesn't yes. mean yeah. sun and soak up. I tell you what. If you want a holiday with just the sun, bugger off. Okay, I used to take holidays. I would go. I would go to ski resorts. Yeah, I wouldn't ski because I don't ski. But I would go, and I I love <laughs> yeah. the mountain views. You I tell know. you what. I tell you what. All these desk jockeys, right? All these desk jockeys in these jobs that have been created to keep the pop the the uh, unemployment figures down by these idiots in government. So they give all these jobs out. I tell you what. You can guarantee that a certain amount of their time in work has been taken up to giving it. I'm just going to Google, well, that's a nice... And then I'll be sending emails to each other of, uh, what about that holiday? What about that holiday? I'll better do a bit of work in a minute. Hang on. I'll just tweak the mouse and send an email somewhere. Yeah, well, that person over there in the room, 10 feet away, I'll send them an email. Then they'll send that an email and it'll go around and in an in, in ever-decreasing circle. I'll schedule and a be, meeting and then and cancel it. it. But yeah. they'll, they'll get their holiday sorted out. And that they is will, what yeah. the majority of them look for. My holiday, Yeah. 
And I'd hate to think about it, but most of them are probably Sun newspaper readers. And do you know something? It's a well-known fact that only four people can read the Sun. Only four of those people that have the Sun only can four. read. Only four yeah. people. Yeah. They can only is read. that only on page? What, what page the four the million women? people who buy it. Yeah. Yeah, what, yeah. Okay. And then that means, okay, so the four people that can read it, I guess the others are just looking at the, uh, what page is the page one three? with naked women? Yeah, page three, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether it still has that. That used to be a joke from years ago. Yeah, okay. People who bought the sun, what'd you buy it for? I don't know. Because all the stereotypes, people say they don't like to be stereotypical, but it got to a point where if somebody bought the mirror, they were into football because they bought it for the football on the back pages, yeah? So they were the, I'm going to go to work, do me work, go home, talk to me son, go down a pub, have a beer, talk football, da 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 yeah, yeah, go sure. home, do the same thing tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I might have a fast car. So that's the usual thing, yeah? So, yeah, and they worked, they got their money, they did whatever, and they owned something as much as anything else. They were a step up from the cow, you know what I mean? The I farmer see, yeah. with the cows that go yeah. out and the cow eats the grass and the taxes the milk and they get milked and whatever, and they just do the same old mooey thing the next day. And there are people that have an existence like that as much as anything else. It's not a very nice simile, but equate to what your life is people unless you have an excess of money and you just work to live and have a family and do whatever there is a very close similarity of that although you're not useless because you keep the society going but you will get gratification out of a good hard day's work and having a family and having kids and having life and this is what they're fundamentally trying to take even that basics away they're trying to take even that rug out from under you and that is ridiculous because the people that are wanting to do that have, well, they have excess money, excess in whatever they want. The divide is getting greater. And the more they change these societal rules, yeah, that is why they come up with these wonderful things. You won't need, It's nonsensical. If somebody stands up in one of these TED Talks or these forums and goes, do you really need to own anything? Do you need? Do you want to own the phone? Do you want to own the car? Do you do you want to own your own home? Everything could be a service supplied for you. There's no free lunch because as soon as you go on board and not own anything, that is total control because they can then take away what little they said you could have unless you eat the grass and give them the milk. It's as simple as that. And eating the grass and giving them the milk is, you could equate that to the social credit score. Mm, because if you don't behave, cricket then bread. yeah, you, you don't get yeah, cricket bread and pasta. If it's these little bars, dense protein bars or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Do you know air protein. The, don't forget about do air know, protein. Do you know there's, um, there's, a, there's a manufacturing business in China which creates as much protein as 11 million cows, apparently. And... There is somewhere in this country, and I don't know where, there is a company somewhere which just creates this powdered protein and goes, and they're proud of it, and I'm giving it, no, that's got you something can, missing. You can keep that. <laughs> uh, the, the WEF is promoting now air protein. That's all you need now. Oh, is, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, air yeah, protein, yeah. yeah. Garbage. Yeah, <laughs> it's just protein, complete, yeah. It's yeah. complete garbage. Yeah. <laughs> you got any final you thoughts? Need, you need sustenance. There's loads of stuff to talk about. I mean, we just... I don't even know what we've talked about, really. But, yeah, I'll have to talk to you off-air about doing all, 
If you got, yeah, we'll, keep, we'll talk about the other thing you came. Keeping up, mate. Individual subjects. I might come on for an extra one every now and then. Bore, okay. bore the pants off of people because not I me. Think give we me need, something no, to do. We need but to I reiterate. Get me out of these books. Yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like we need to, not for myself, but we need to reiterate things to keep them alive because we quite read as people. We quite readily roll over and forget things and give yeah, that's over now. But it's all coming to a crux, and all these things that are done to you are going to become very the the end result is going to be not nice. And no, no matter which way it goes, no matter even if we manage to climb out of this, there's harm and a price, and it's still escalating. And that's the problem. That is the problem. But um, I don't know. I don't know. We've we've got to find more voices. We've got to stay positive. Get out there and go, yes, there is some interesting... In fact, on an upper science note, actually, because I do miss Bruce and I used to like chucking a science thing at him, there is... Here's something interesting. Something was meant to go up on um, a SpaceX rocket last month, a satellite, yeah? And the satellite was supposed to have had an engine on it that doesn't give any particles out the back to make it move. Interesting. Now, you think about Newton's law of cause and effect and inertia. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Supposedly, this can't work. No, because you need you need a propellant. But this, but this has been worked on for quite a while now, and they reckon they've trialed it, and people looked at it, and there's been hundreds of trials, and they've gone, uh, that is still giving out small propulsion, and that shouldn't be happening. So they found somebody who wants to put a satellite up, and they're going to trial these uh, propulsion systems out, and it was meant to go up in June, but something on the actual satellite, not the propulsion side, uh, they needed to, one of the parts weren't right. And so it's been delayed to October. So I'm going to keep my eye on that because that, well, if that does work, that is going to be interesting. And it is by, actually, if somebody wants to look into it, it was, um, the actual theory was by a man called McCulloch, by the way. And that was a theory of creating a, a propulsion system. You start to think about going down the inertialess line after that, which is interesting. Indeed. We'll see you next week, yes? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be here. I'll be here. But that's something to think about, people. If you're interested, uh, I can get boring nerdy as well. But yeah, keep the brain alive. It's all right. We'll have you on for our conspiracy corner about the uh, the moon landing. Did we actually make it or did we not? Don't get me wrong. I believe we've actually been there. It, so. uh, is there a moon up there or or is that... I'm not imagery. sure. I I mean, if if my eyes are lying to me, looking out my window right now that I can see with my own eyes, maybe that's just not there. Probably not. We're going down to I'm in an outbuilding with, and I can't see out the window. So is my house there? Because I can't see it. it. If it's there, Ned, then it's on a flat Earth. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Yes. And we are going to talk about all those things because I find them just hilarious. I love a good conspiracy theory, even though I, I don't believe in any of that stuff. Uh, but, how many have we been accused of? I think all of them. I oh, think all of them are, yeah, I think all of them are, are actually conspiracy theories that we've promoted over the last few years. Never mind the fact that we were right about all of them, but nonetheless. I'm going to have a fashionable, I've decided to have a fashionable gravestone when I die. It's oh, yeah? going to be a very small windmill. A windmill? It's pointless. <laughs> it's this pointless, yeah. And I'm going With to the solar panel on it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and call this one done. It's been a fascinating conversation, my friend. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening. Good night, everybody.